Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender, constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. Hymn number 374. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, 
And then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is the healing power of true gratitude. Readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible, Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. John. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Luke. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Psalms Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. 1 Timothy For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. I will read through relative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. To those leaning on the sustaining infinite, today is big with blessings. God is love. Can we ask him to be more? God is intelligence. Can we inform the infinite mind of anything he does not already comprehend? Do we expect to change perfection? Shall we plead for more at the open fount, which is pouring forth more than we accept? How empty are our conceptions of deity? We admit, theoretically, that God is good, omnipotent, omnipresent, infinite. And then we try to give information to this infinite mind. We plead for unmerited pardon and for a liberal outpouring of benefactions. Are we really grateful for the good already received? Then we shall avail ourselves of the blessings we have and thus be fitted to receive more. Gratitude is much more than a verbal expression of thanks. Action expresses more gratitude than speech. If we are ungrateful for life, truth, and love, and yet return thanks to God for all blessings, we are insincere and incur the sharp censure our master pronounces on hypocrites. In such a case, the only acceptable prayer is to put the finger on the lips and remember our blessings. While the heart is far from divine truth and love, we cannot conceal the ingratitude of barren lives. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love and good deeds. To keep the commandments of our Master and follow his example is our proper debt to him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that he has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude since he has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. 
The habitual struggle to be always good is unceasing prayer. Its motives are made manifest in the blessings they bring. Blessings which, even if not acknowledged in audible words, attest our worthiness to be partakers of love. The progress of truth confirms its claims, and our Master confirmed his words by his works. His healing power evoked denial, ingratitude, and betrayal, arising from sensuality. Of the ten lepers whom Jesus healed, but one returned to give God thanks, that is, to acknowledge the divine principle which had healed him. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power. And to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. It has long been a question of earnest import. How shall mankind worship the most adorable but most unadored? And where shall begin that praise that shall never end? Beneath, above, beyond, methinks I hear the soft, sweet sigh of angels answering, So live that your lives attest your sincerity and resound his praise. Who lives in good lives also in God, lives in all life through all space. His is an individual kingdom, his diadem a crown of crowns. His existence is deathless, forever unfolding its eternal principle. Wait patiently on illimitable love, the Lord and giver of life. Reflect this life, and with it cometh the full power of being. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. Prophet and apostle have glorified God in secret prayer, and he has rewarded them openly. Prayer can neither change God nor bring his designs into mortal modes, but it can and does change our modes and our false sense of life, love, and truth, uplifting us to him. Such prayer humiliates, purifies, and quickens activity in the direction that is unerring. True prayer is not asking God for love. It is learning to love and to include all mankind in one affection. Prayer is the utilization of the love wherewith he loves us. Prayer begets an awakened desire to be and do good. It makes new and scientific discoveries of God, of his goodness and power. It shows us more clearly than we saw before what we already have and are. And most of all, it shows us what God is. Advancing in this light, we reflect it. And this light reveals the pure mind pictures in silent prayer. Even as photography grasps the solar light to portray the face of pleasant thought. What is gratitude 
but a powerful camera obscura, a thing focusing light where love, memory, and all within the human heart is present to manifest light. Let the voice of truth and love be heard above the dire din of mortal nothingness, and the majestic march of Christian science go on ad finitum, praising God, doing the works of primitive Christianity, and enlightening the world. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 280. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. To his feet thy tribute bring. Ransomed, healed, redeemed, restored, forgiven. Who like us his praise should sing? Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise the everlasting King. Hey, number 280.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 4th, 1922. Excuse me, make that 2022. Oh, what's a century between friends, right? Welcome, everyone. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, primarily through our websites. <clears throat> we have many websites in many other foreign languages. And as a result, the Word of God reaches people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, and we're thankful for each and every one of us, uh, one of you who have done so. <clears throat> I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We offer quite a lot of wonderful material. It's all healing and inspiring, and it's all free of charge and comes with the love of this church. And I'd like to point out a couple of items we're now featuring on the homepage of the English website, uh, one of them being the most recent edition of the Forum Highlights. It's uh, quite a wonderful publication. And then there's another article entitled, Some Notes on True Vision by John Morgan. This is actually in booklet form. We sell it here through our bookstore. But if you were interested in some insight on vision, on seeing, this is a wonderful article, and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school is available to be attended by teleconference. We've got a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively to the Sunday school. And many of the students do attend by telephone from where they live. Your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. Okay, moving along, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. 
And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Uh, Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Many years ago, when I was a member of First Church Toronto, Ontario, another member attended the Spanish services there. But sometimes she came to the English services, so we crossed paths and became great friends. As she didn't speak much English, she asked me to translate her testimonies, although I hardly speak any Spanish nowadays. At the, Span at the Wednesday night meetings, I always read her translated testimonies for her. We'd stand together, and at the end, it was her habit to bow modestly and say endearingly, thanking God, thank you very much, thank you very much. Her son took her to his home in Florida to live with their family because of her ripened years. There, she didn't have access to a Christian science church. Before she left, she asked me to continue to relate her experiences from time to time at a Wednesday service. Unfortunately, I no longer have her written testimony, so I'll tell you only the little of what I can remember. She said that a dedicated Christian science practitioner from England felt inspired to travel to her Latin American country to introduce Christian science. I forget just which country it was now. The practitioner spoke no Spanish. When she first arrived, she had no permanent place to stay, but soon a following grew when she healed a man's daughter of blindness that she had been born with. The father was so grateful that he gave the practitioner a house. People soon took up the study of Christian science and they had to painstakingly translate each weekly Bible lesson and other article into Spanish. One time, my friend's young son was learning welding. They were poor and they didn't have the proper welding torches or protective eye gear and sparks flew into his eyes so that he could no longer see. She put a cloth over the area and had to lead him by the hand on a bus a long distance across the city to see the practitioner. When they arrived at her office, it was filled with people waiting to see her. When their time finally came, the practitioner gently removed the cloth and only said in English, you don't need that. She prayed and the eyesight returned. I don't remember if its sight returned immediately on the spot. I think it did, or perhaps within a day, but it came back very quickly. Eventually, so much healing work was done that five churches were built. 
finally, I'd like to say my thanks for God for first leading me to that Toronto Branch Church of Christian Science, where I learned so much. And more recently, God has led me to our wonderful Plainfield Christian Science Church, Independent, which has been propelling me forward in my studies and prayers. These Wednesday meetings certainly teach us so much, and I'm very, very grateful for them. Good evening. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Hi, uh, I would like to say how grateful I am to my practitioner who um, patiently and lovingly supports and helps me learn and progress in Christian science. I would also like to say thank you to the Plainfield Church members who compiled the night watches. I find them so powerful and inspiring. I also am grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science website and all the helpful articles. And also thank you for the readings tonight, Elizabeth. They were beautiful. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. In the lesson this week, Adam and Fall of Man, the idea of man having dominion over all the earth is found in Genesis 1.26. Along with dominion under God, there is responsibility, I think. This struck me one day as I was rereading chapter 62, handling the weather from Mary Baker Eddy, Her Spiritual Footsteps by Gilbert Carpenter. My testimony tonight is my tremendous gratitude for Mrs. Eddy and how she taught her students to handle the weather and for Mr. Carpenter who wrote in detail about how this was done. Every time I read or listen to this chapter, there comes a deeper understanding of Mrs. Eddy's teaching on the subject of weather. One day, not long ago, the following words struck me. This is a quote. The ideal is pictured as weather under the control of the divine mind. From this teaching, we can learn that in the enlargement of man's realization of his obligations, when equipped with deific power, he must bring harmony in the elements." End quote. Obligation, moral duty, binding power of a vow. I add here my own word, responsibility. Many members of Plainfield here, the Plainfield Church, pray according to the teachings of Mrs. Eddy with regard to the weather, and there have been wonderful results. Mortal mind has nothing to say alone about the weather at any time, and I quote, Hence, if you substitute for the human mind the only real mind that is divine, then the universe will manifest this mind, and peace will pervade the earth. End quote. Thank you. Thank you.
Dere from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm thankful for learning through Christian science the power and importance of prayer, coupled with the fact that there is truly nothing too big nor too insignificant to pray about. Last Friday, while on a field trip with my daughter's class, she and I decided to purchase some gifts for her and her brothers from the museum gift shop. They were nice little gifts that we knew would be appreciated and enjoyed. So that evening at home, I realized I didn't see the gift bag anywhere. I checked the car and everywhere I thought it could possibly be, then decided to send a note to my daughter's teacher to ask if she may have seen it or could possibly have taken it back to school on the bus. My daughter and I were both a bit unsettled, and while I expressed some frustration, she said, let's pray. I then called the museum to ask if the bag had been turned in. After checking with security, the receptionist called me back to let me know that it hadn't. My thought was flooded with all kinds of what if, as I couldn't imagine having to drive the 45 minutes back to the museum the next day or making a completely new purchase. Though she was becoming more anxious, again, my daughter reminded me of what I certainly knew I needed to be doing and should have been doing all along and said, let's pray. I began to work with the truth that there is no law and the idea that the gesture of love would not be punished in such a way. After saying a little prayer, I decided firmly to leave it all alone and wait patiently and advised my daughter to do the same, which she agreed to. Later that evening, I received a reply from my daughter's teacher who simply described the gift in question. For me, that was confirmation that she had it and I began thanking God continuously. I didn't ask or talk about the subject anymore. And when my daughter returned home from school on Monday, the bag was in her arms. I'm so grateful for this significant lesson on the importance of prayer and of trusting in God's care, protection, and provision continuously, no matter what. I'm thankful for all that I'm learning in this church that I can share naturally and freely, which is shared back with me to bless me just when I need it most. Thank you so much for all that's going on in this church. I'm very grateful for tonight's readings and for all the testimonies being given. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude for the service this evening for the beautiful music and hymns and the beautiful and inspiring readings on the healing power of gratitude. I'm very grateful for being taught here the importance of having gratitude always, not only when things are going smoothly, but especially in times of trouble. I'm very grateful for all the resources and teachings that were given here that keeps me meditating on God and assuring me that through this divine science, no matter what comes to me, there is a statement of truth always to counter every mortal mind belief. There's two statements given to us in Science and Health by Mrs. Eddy, which I find very helpful. On page 280, Mrs. Eddy states, quote, the smallest truth is mightier 
than the greatest lie the world has ever known, end quote. And on page 288, quote, the eternal truth destroys what mortals seem to have learned from error, and man's real existence as a child of God comes to light, end quote. I'm so grateful for these statements, for I love thinking about them and knowing that holding to just one simple truth can have such power, and that the eternal truth is mine right now. I just have to claim it. I'm very grateful to God, our ever-present help, to Mary Baker Eddy, and for all that she sacrificed to bring us Christian science. I'm so very grateful for my practitioner's steadfast support and this beautiful Plainfield Church, and I'm very grateful for our Wednesday evening services which give us the opportunity to express and share our gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I'm so grateful for uh, the Plainfield Church. It's taught me so many wonderful things. I read in the Bible where uh, Paul uh, tells us to pray without ceasing, and I can remember puzzling over that uh, statement because I couldn't envision myself with my hands clenched together with my eyes closed and having this intense experience continually without ceasing. (laughs) But fortunately, that was a wrong concept of prayer. But I'm grateful for this church, like I said. I remember many years ago when I first arrived, our teacher said, okay, you've got to do a watch. And I looked at her, and she says, just go and do it. And then the next day, uh, we were talking on the phone, and she asked me, now what time were you doing your watch? I told her what time. She says, okay, and that was the end of it. The next morning at that time, I got up, and I felt this enormous sense of joy and light and a strong and confident sense that the power of all of God's goodness was surging through all creation and every living thing. So later on that day, I called the practitioner again, and her first words out of her mouth says, Well, did you feel it? And I said, Yes, I did. Well, I'll never forget that experience because it taught me something about praying and watching. And it's not a heavy, somber thing. It's as good as Almighty God is, and that's wonderful. Well, I had an experience, a chance to use that somewhat more recently. I was working with a particular office that I needed to get some information and documents from. And they were trying to justify that I was entitled to receive this information. And we went back and forth several times with uh, mailing documents and phone calls. And I remember finally, I said, Dear God, I know there is an answer. And it was like God was talking to me and said, Yes, there is an answer. And isn't that going to be a happy, joyous moment when it comes to light? And in fact, you can start rejoicing in that moment now. 
and I did. And I called the office one more time, and the lady I talked to says, you know, this last rejection was not warranted. Actually, you do have all the information that you need to put this through. So she put it through again for me, and just this week I got all the documents that I needed to proceed with this project. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to be learning about prayer, and uh, I have much to learn, but I've learned so much, and it's helped me immensely. And it just proves that our God is good, and when we pray to him sincerely in his way, good things really do happen. Carol. I had a problem with my car last week. I was told that this was a very complicated repair, so I felt a dealer would probably be better equipped to do it. Our local dealer gave me a list of parts, many of which had nothing to do with the problem, and a price of $3,500. I didn't feel at all easy with that. It just didn't seem right. So uh, they also said then that I should probably just use that $3,500 as a down payment on a new car. I don't want a new car. I love my car, and it would break my heart to lose it. So instead, I took the car to a local AAA repair shop. I told them my experience with the dealer, and they agreed it seemed like the dealer only wanted to sell me a new car instead of fixing my car. The manager talked to a mechanic, and I heard him say, the dealer gave her a hard time. I think we should help her. I called a practitioner and asked for support that the work be done right and fairly. The practitioner told me that a right idea cannot be stopped, and it was certainly a right idea for my car to be in good working condition. The shop called me back a couple of days later and said they would be able to fix it. They said they also noticed when they were going over the whole car that I needed new brakes, which the dealer completely missed. The cost of the repair, a brake job, an oil change, and a few other minor services would be $2,000 less than the dealer quoted. I was so happy to hear that. I have my car back now, and it runs beautifully. I'm very grateful that God takes care of every need, grateful for the help of the practitioner, and grateful for the angels at the repair shop. You never know what form angels are going to take, but these truly were angels. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Good, uh, good evening. Uh, thank you very much for the readings tonight on the healing power of true gratitude. One of the first lessons I had to learn when I started working with my Plainfield practitioner regularly was to let go of a deep-seated habit of feeling like a victim and becoming truly grateful to God and to practice this gratitude in my life and in my attitude daily and consistently. This brought great changes, and the only way 
that I was able to cast out the negative expectations I had been harboring and replace them with the truths that I was committing to my heart about God's ever-present goodness. As I was learning and am learning the correct practice of pure Christian science that's taught and lived here, I began to face challenges and address problems that had made me feel hopeless and sometimes helpless. This required me to get out of my comfort zone and putting God first in my life. As I began to witness the transforming effects of this prayer and gratitude all around me, I realized how ungrateful I had been. And I found that it was certainly the quickest way to drift away from God. And I am learning how to stay in the house of the Lord. It's been lots of lessons in learning to get my will out of the way and let God lead. Throughout the many lessons, the one thing that was a power for good and stabilizing through a lot of difficult times was to keep my thought and heart grateful. This found many avenues of expression from keeping a gratitude journal, posting on our forum, testifying at these meetings, doing something for others, reviewing my blessings, and refusing to indulge in complaint or self-pity. Gratitude has never failed to restore me from sorrow to joy, agitation to calm, away from self-centered thinking, being upset to peace, and it has blessed my health and my relationships and helps keep me on the straight and narrow. I'm so very grateful for my practitioner's instructions and prayers for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those fine readings tonight. I must have had a good Sunday school teacher or two as a young child because I remember it did, I was taught in this Christian Science Sunday School the power of prayer. And it was something that stuck with me as a adolescent and as a young adult. I remember one day as a young child playing outside and becoming sick to my stomach so I so badly that I had to go inside and uh, and and sit down and or even lay down uh, and in great pain um, something that I had learned in Sunday school came to me and uh, it was the 23rd Psalm it was one of the few things that I at that time remember being taught so I remember repeating what I knew of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it meant something to me at the time. And what it meant was that I should, that I would never be in need of any good thing because God is my shepherd. And I repeated it to myself for a while. 
And I could feel God's presence. I could feel his love. There was something with me at the time. And I stuck with it, and within a few minutes, all the pain that I had been feeling, which was quite a bit, left. And I was able to go outside and play with my friends for the rest of the day. And the problem was completely healed. It's the first healing I've had that I remember in Christian science. And it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I've had many, many other healings since then. Christian science has been a guiding light for me all my life. It has healed me of many things. It has guided me in many ways. And it has been a source of inspiration to me uh, in virtually every part of my life. So I'm so grateful for Christian science, for Mary Baker Eddy, for discovering this tremendous science and for persevering to give it to a very hungry world. I'm so grateful to be here tonight with you all. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. When I arrived here in 2013, I felt like I was being, I felt, feel like I was caught up in how wonderful it was to be here and how grateful I was to have this work to do and this life and quite frankly, just grateful to be alive. I was also grateful to be learning Christian science because everything I've learned here has felt right to me and has helped me in my daily life. I had this great wave of enthusiasm which carried me through almost seven years and allowed me to do a lot of work here. But when that wave ended, I realized I needed to take stock and figure out what was needed to maintain my own commitment to the cause of Christian science. I certainly had seen and felt more and more of the good that Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science was capable of. And it was clear to me that being here in Plainfield had been nothing but blessings. At the same time, it felt, I felt like I owed it to God to know why I was here, and I wanted it to be right for the church and for me. In Luke fourteen twenty-eight, Christ Jesus said, quote, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cause, whether he has sufficient to finish it? End quote. I felt at that time I needed to count the cost and really gauge my level of commitment. That process led me to be sure that I'm not doubting Christian science or what is done here and really gain an awareness of all the good that Christian science is bringing to the world. It also led me to working to appreciate more of the past of this church and the life of Mary Baker Eddy and to see those examples of lives that have committed them. To have been committed to the cause. All of these things have stoked that fire again and have me really sure that this is the place for me. I'm so grateful that this opportunity came and for how all I have learned in this church and for my practitioner to give me all I need to get through that time and every other situation I faced these last almost nine years. Thank you. 
And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, and thank you for this wonderful testimony meeting tonight. I wish to share an occurrence that happened a couple of weeks ago. We were walking through a downtown area of the city in which I live, an area that was once quite beautiful, but is now quite vacant. As we came through a piece of path under construction, a man was coming towards us, waving his arms and shouting. I thought he was having some kind of an argument on his phone, but as he approached, I realised he was ranting very aggressively and raking the air with his hands. As we came closer, I realised there wasn't really anywhere else for us to go, and I found myself saying audibly, In the name of God Almighty, I command thee, get thee hence. I just said it conversationally, these quite dramatic words, but there was just no drama about it at all. It seemed a very natural kind of a thing to say. Well, there was no way that he would have heard me over his own yelling, but as soon as I said those words, he stopped yelling completely, just stopped immediately, even talking, and stood stock still stopped waving his arms and punching the air, standing still and blinking his eyes in the sunlight. As I walked past him, I continued the thought and said, God is in his kingdom. Peace be still. I repeated, peace be still. As we walked away from him, I walked with that thought, repeating just a couple more times, but with great conviction, peace be still, as we have been taught here at Plainfield. As we came to a more populated area and turned into a shopping strip, we could see him running behind trying to catch us up, but we were safe by this point with many people around. I'm very grateful because this person was not in his right mind at all. I'm so grateful we were not hurt and that his punching did not land a blow and did not hurt us. And I'm also grateful that this man could see the sunlight for himself in those moments. This is something that I wanted to share because before I came to Plainfield, I would not have known how to apply the Christ power to that kind of a situation. I would probably have just tried to yell back or run away, or both, and this would not have resulted in this man just stopping and calmly letting us pass and receiving a blessing for himself as well. I am very grateful to Plainfield Independent because I have learned here just how strong we are in the Christ but we can't shy away from it, nor can we forget our duty to stay always in the kingdom, no matter how tempted we are to yell back or come down to the level of the world. 
Thank you to my beautiful practitioner at this church who has taught me how to say the hell you say to error so that it flees from the Christ power that we embody and represent and so that it blesses all. My ever thanks to God Almighty, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to all at Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I want to thank you for reminding me. Prayer, prayer makes us recognize more what God is. And prayer, when we do that, we can expect more of ourselves as his reflection and of others. I want to give gratitude for healing in our home. I have an adult son who, uh, <clears throat> he recently moved. But uh, home is very precious in, in my mind, and it, it's an estimate of, uh, if your home is at peace, and you can prove things there, then I expect to be able to go else, elsewhere and help and heal. But if not, it's, I feel uh, it just I'm not I'm being more of a hypocrite, and I really don't expect to be very effective. Well, my my son's been taught, and uh, but at the moment there's some resistance to uh, <clears throat> Christian Science or asking God. So. Uh, I thank God for Mary Baker. He's watching prayers and arguments. Who has, uh, I, when I read them, this one's on page 78, her argument on home. When I read them, I feel it's the word of God, and it has so much power and influence and clarity, and it just lifts. And I worked for this for many months after working with practitioner also, and <clears throat> occasionally on the subject, and she says, our home is in mind and spiritual consciousness, the eternal harmony of soul. At times I wasn't seeing the eternal harmony. So I worked and it goes on further and it says there's no resistance, no rejection, no indifference. Love destroys all unlike itself, removes all that is offensive. And that helped not seeing a person as being the guilty party, but is clearly just an error, a wrong thought or belief. And it allowed me that I could still love the individual. Well, but it did make my son uncomfortable. I could see that he, more and more, he wanted to, he wanted to move because he could tell I, I did, wasn't happy with the error of, uh, uh, that was happening at times, and he and uh, he did. But when he did leave, he hugged us, which told me that he knew that he still loved us, and that uh, I had faith that this was just an experience that he was going to learn from, and that that God would prevail. So I thank God for all this teaching that we get, and teaching that. This I thought, yes, prayer tells us what God is and what we can expect in our home and from us and others. 
And you can see it working through this powerful effort of the Christ and, yes, said recently, scientific Christianity. There it works and works every time. Thank God for Mary Baker Eddy and, and the guidance that we have here. Thank you. Sharon. Several years ago, I woke up with a very bad cold. I read my lesson and studied, and I prayed, and the cold went away within a very short time, and I was very grateful. The next day, I woke up, and I had a bad cough. And it was a Wednesday, and I got the thought I should call a practitioner and get help because I did not want to be coughing in the service, the church service, and interrupt. And I knew that was the right thing to do. So I called practitioner. She listened to my story and very lovingly said, if it wasn't true yesterday, it's not true today. And I started to laugh. That was the end. I was healed right there and then. And I haven't had a cold in many years, thanks to this healing. I'm just so grateful for this science that Mrs. Eddy gave us, for practitioner help, and what I'm learning in this church. I'm just so grateful to be here, and thank you for the beautiful readings. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the beautiful readings. I was particularly struck by true prayer. It's not asking God for love. It is learning to love and to include all mankind in one affection. It is through this church that I learned how that true loving is. And I found in one of my notes way back then where I've written that to really love, to truly love everyone, is to know that they have this one mind, the mind of Christ, which does not drift into evil. This has helped me a lot over the years, and I'm so grateful for what Mrs. Eddy brought or discovered and brought back to all mankind that we may know how to keep loving and be blessed by it. I have a short testimony from D.C. And it says that, I thank God for Plainfield Independent Church, for the services, the round table, and for the practitioners of this church. About two years ago, I was experiencing a chronic pain and nothing that was done would help. I was advised to contact a practitioner here, which I did, and within an hour of getting in touch with this practitioner, I was free from this pain. And other symptoms that have been troubling me for years gradually disappeared one by one. I am so grateful for all the wonderful articles that this practitioner shared with me. I am like a new person every day. I thank God for the way Christian science is being taught at this church. Thank you very much for the daily calendar statement and for what this church, 
this Christian Science Independent Church is doing to uplift me and the world. I am grateful to God for Mrs. Eddie and her discovery. I am also grateful for all the testimonies of healing being given in this church. Thank you and God bless you all. So grateful to be here tonight to hear all the attesting of what God does for us. There's no better love than how he loves us. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I'll read some more expressions of gratitude from out of town, first Pennsylvania. Thank you for the archived roundtables. They are so helpful and so needed. And then Texas, agree. Roundtables truly are a spiritual gift, scientifically, scientifically sound, well worth repeating. And then from South Dakota, I thank the Christian scientists at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for your loving presenta presentation of the Christ and all that you do, including the website and the remarkable collection of inspired articles found therein and the services you present and include. Thanks go out to you for practitioner support for Bible study, the inspired Sunday morning presentation of the roundtable, and the church service, as well as Wednesday night testimonial meetings. Much appreciation to all of you for your support of the Christ. And then North Carolina. We have been traveling and missed many of the Plainfield offerings. Only today could I fully sit and begin reflecting upon them. How it could be that one roundtable discussion surpasses the next and the next. I'm in awe of the depths of riches therein. It just gets better and better. Forty years, such gratitude. Each contribution is a treasure trove to unpack throughout the week. Quote, an offering pure of love whereto God leadeth me. End quote. Mrs. Eddy. I feel incredibly blessed by listening to this last discussion, May 1st, from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, with much love and appreciation. And then a testimony from California. My sister and I recently went through an extremely challenging time when we needed to care for our brother, continue in the care for our mother, and then look after my sister's husband, who came home with a heart issue. I placed all in God's care as I stayed alert to the next step I would need to take. After a trip to the emergency room at midnight with my brother and arriving back to my sister's two hours later, I lay down and said, Dear Father, how am I going to handle this? I feel stretched beyond what I can handle. And immediately the answer came to me, which was, you can handle it because you and your sister are bound together in love, and love gives you the strength to do everything required of you. All that you are doing is being done in love. With that, I let go of the thought that I could not cope and experience peace. In the weeks that followed, that loving strength followed me in performing every task for our dear brother. I just wanted to share and say how grateful I am for Christian Science 
which teaches me that God is ever-present and His angel thoughts are always available to meet every need. And then the last is a testimony from Hawaii. For many years I held resentment towards my family, especially my mother and father. Growing up there was such a disparity between how I was treated and how my brothers were treated, due mostly to a cultural perspective that dictated that boys were more valuable than girls. As my father revealed before his passing, boys could carry more. I held my tongue for decades, but on her deathbed, I asked my mother why I had been treated more like a servant than a daughter. Her answer was simple, because I was good at it. It left such an empty feeling within me, the shock of it, the reality of it, and the sobering truth by which it was delivered is one that I have been processing for years now. How could I not have been loved? The victim within me, false mortal belief, wanted me to stay the martyred victim, and frankly, I accepted it and used this position for many years. Since coming to Plainfield, however, there was another voice growing louder and louder each day. Though my earthly parents could not love me, God has always loved me. All the suffering I endured was his way of opening my eyes to my true identity as God's child, firstly and lastly. When I consider it, suffering was just the opportunity to grow closer and closer to him and not the actions of unloving parents. I am so grateful to the Plainfield Christian Science Church for helping me to gain clearer and clearer truths about who and what I am. This dispels the false narrative that I was born of earthly parents. No, no, I have always existed in God's perfect embrace. Thank you so much, Plainfield, Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and all the early workers who left their clear voices for us to follow. With loving regards. Thank you for the beautiful readings tonight. Uh, such an important reminder and the power of gratitude. It instantly connects us with the Father and brings us great peace and joy and happiness. And we all have so much to be grateful for. I certainly am grateful for this beautiful meeting. Uh, thank you for the beautiful music and hymns and readings and testimonies. Much love to you all and have a good night. Thank you. <clears throat> to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 66. From these thy children gathered in thy name, from hearts made whole, from lips redeemed from woe, thy praise, O Father, shall forever flow. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 66.